Hi and welcome to Dynamics Update. Uh, so me and Gustav had a, a had a chat the other day on what we are supposed to do now when Microsoft has decreased the frequency of updates uh, because now we are sort of out of work. But yeah. <laughs> since we find it very fun to talk, uh, I think we can figure something out. So with me as usual is Gustav, of course. Hi, Gustav. Hello. Hello. And we actually, if I'm not wrong, we actually have the first returning guest to Dynamics Update ever, I think. Yeah. Um, Alex, please introduce yourself. Yeah, that's a high honor, Johan. Uh, yeah. Thanks for uh, having me, Gustav and Johan. Uh, thanks for having me back on the, the podcast. Uh, my name is Alex Meyer. I work for a company called Protivity that does business consulting. Uh, I focus in on the Dynamics 365 uh, security area, um, focusing in on the FNO uh, space and helping customers uh, create compliance security looking at their licenses and things like that. Great. Welcome to the show. I mean, last time we had you, we were discussing specifically that. I mean, uh, from an area, um, an ISV um, area, discussing the segregation of duties, how to how to make best use of ISVs and, and the role and role assignment and security roles. Uh, when I, I, my, my kids are very proud that I'm on Spotify. We have uh, not as many listeners as maybe as David there favorite artists uh, and tonight when they asked us we were going to talk about I said segregation of duties <laughs> they just rolled their eyes and they <laughs> went to bed <laughs> so, yeah. but from our little initiated um, um, well group of people here uh, that's a very very tricky area to cover in, in FNO and in, in all business applications are I would guess and I know now you've uh, switched roles a little bit and you've moved to uh, pro productivity as you say uh, but you still have a security focus working with, um, with those types of implementations, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we're, you know, I still use um, FastPath, the, the application that I that I helped write on a day-to-day -day basis. We use that um, that tool to help do a lot of the analyses. And then Protivity comes and actually will um, be able to interpret the results from FastPath and then create, uh, you know, business action plans going forward on how, you know, how best to remediate a particular risk, uh, segregation duties risk, sensitive access risk, or, uh, you know, what we could potentially do to help lower license costs for, for customers as well. So we really come at it in a couple different ways um, and really try to deliver the entire package to the customer, right? They can get the, the really great tooling from FastPath and then the, the, the expertise and services from Protivity to help actually you know, um, uh, utilize that tool to the best of its ability. Cool. And, but you're also here, I mean, here tonight to, to talk about your new little, uh, you said it on your blog, passion project, uh, the dynamics, uh, describe it yourself. I think that's, that's a great new <clears throat> tool that you just uh, published or the first version you published at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that I, I really like to do, um, and, and on, you know, obviously I think we, all do here on the call is to give back to the community. Um, and the way that I have found that I can do that the best is to um, try to take really complex topics, um, like you talked about segregation of duties or licensing or, or security within FNO and try to break those down and make it easier to digest. Um, and the second part to that is because of the, the background I have in software development, I do like to try and take manual or, or complex processes and you know, try to create a solution from those. And that's kind of where this, the tool kind of came from. Um, and it's a combination of, you know, things that I've come across in the consulting world, 
um, or even the ISV world where it was um, just, you know, hey, it would be cool or make things easier if we could do X, Y, and Z. And so that's kind of where this initially came from. And then, of course, one of the big things um, for for us, right, is to give back to the community, right? So I wanted to make sure that this wasn't, um, you know, behind a paywall or anything like that and that we uh, allowed the community to give feedback on the project, but then also, um, you know, if they wanted to actually provide uh, their own, you know, um, pieces to this as well, right? If they wanted to put their own code in, uh, into it. So the thing is, I, I actually thought about, I read about this a bit today and, and I, I actually find, found a, a similar tool that I'm actually using myself and that's the Windows Power Toys. Yeah. So yeah. Microsoft actually built uh, like a container where they added like one or two tools and then yeah. all of the other tools has basically been people building things for themselves and 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 just adding them to power toys in this case so that now if you look at power toys today there is like 30 or 40 tools or something that does completely <laughs> different things right. and i mean i th- i think this is a really really great idea because this means that eventually you you can use this to get all of those tools that you before had in like as Gustav said before in XPOs and, and stuff on your on your hard drive and and you you check it in and first of all you get a, a good simple install to get it installed but the thing is that you also get you also get to share it with with people who who hasn't built it who maybe doesn't even have thought of building it and and who maybe even I mean, customers who don't have the, the knowledge to build it can, can yeah. use it. So yeah. the name of the tool is, is SysAdmin, uh, or the, the uh, Admin Toolkit, right? B365FO yep. Admin Toolkit, right? Yep. Can you tell us what it, what's the capabilities are right now in the, in the first release? Yeah, so, um, yeah, the Admin Toolkit um, does a couple different <clears throat> uh, things out of the gate. The first one that... Uh, the first feature that we have was one that um, kind of sprung up by happenstance. And um, we were, uh, I was on uh, an engagement where we were having issues trying to get access to uh, test accounts to test uh, security. Um, and so one of the uh, solutions in that case was, well, you know, we could go ahead and we were assigned sysadmin. We could use our own test accounts if we could somehow remove our sysadmin account, right? do our testing and then assign sysadmin back. And so that's what, um, that was the initial use case for that, the, the, um, feature itself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was to actually remove sysadmin, um, and then grant it back. But the more, it very quickly morphed into based on some feedback into, well, what if I wanted to basically create like a firefighter access, right. And I want to, you know, be at a lower privilege and grant myself sysadmin and then be able to um, go back. And so that's, um, you know, you can use the, this, uh, that functionality in two different ways, depending on what your use case is. Um, and so that was the initial, uh, the driver for it. And then uh, around that, right. I was um, putting on my audit hat again, right. <laughs> um, uh, wanted to make sure that we were uh, tracking when that, uh, when the sysadmin role was either granted or or revoked from a user. So being able to track uh, that uh, uh, portion of it, right, report on it, have a, a full report. So if you mm-hmm. um, need to show your auditors, right, when a particular 
uh, user was granted to admin when it was revoked, you can have that. And then, um, you know, the, the other thing uh, that we uh, just added in um, for a, a V, I guess, 1.1 release was the ability to export all of your role access in one uh, CSV file. So instead of having to go to each role and go into view permissions, right, and exporting that out, now there's one uh, basically job to go in and, and export those all at once. And then we actually had our first uh, community contribution uh, from someone going in and uh, wrote, writing some test cases, uh, unit tests around uh, certain configuration options and making sure that um, the configuration values that were set were valid um, around that. So um, nice. it's been pretty exciting so far to kind of see the the community um, not only, you know, great feedback from LinkedIn and, you know, emails and different um you know, feature requests coming in, but also <laughs> seeing the actual um, community give back, right? To actually have the first contribution um, to the toolkit as well. Yeah, it's that's really nice. It's, that's really yeah. really cool. Uh, since I'm from like a infrastructure back background, um, I, so so this basically works like the UAC functionality in Windows. So then, when you need to be admin, you are admin, and then it's automatically revoked from you again. Yeah. Uh, so you can actually, right now it's on demand. So you can actually go and demand like request or basically say, I want to be a scientist admin and then revoke it. One of the feature requests that actually came in was to uh, put a time constraint on that. Right. So basically say, I only want this for, you know, an hour or two hours and then automatically revoke it. Um, yeah. So that's yeah. actually one of the things that I want to want to add um, in the near future. And then looking long-term, one of the things that FNO has kind of always, um, from an audit perspective, has always been uh, kind of difficult to do is a true like firefighter access that you see in SAP or Oracle, where because they're capturing every transaction, right, they can go in and actually say, here's what this user did while they were a scientist admin. Yep. Um, and now with the um, addition of to the telemetry data that you can get with an FNO, you have the option or the ability to potentially mimic that by going in and looking to say, you know, uh, maybe not being able to get down the, the transaction level right away, but being able to see which pages and forms and, and things this user did while they, during the time frame of that they were a scientist admin, right? So using the, the capture, the uh, assign and revoke time period, and then going you know, making a call to the telemetry data to say, what did they do during this time, yeah. right? And being able to tie that off and then getting closer to, you know, a true quote unquote firefighter access in that case. Yeah, and it's, That's very nice. So it's the correl really... Correlate the, the, the um, activity yeah. done with, from the telemetry data with your report there, what, what, uh, during which time that user was assigned uh, admin privileges. Okay, yeah, that. that's the long-term goal uh, yeah. for that particular piece of it. But yeah, that's that was something that kind of was a light bulb moment when somebody uh, brought up the use case of like, well, why why can't we do this? And it's like, yeah, you're right. This isn't <laughs> why yeah, why can't we do this? And I mean, it's it's a great functionality as well if you have a, if you have a, like an external support organization. And and they because they shouldn't normally have access to production, but it might be that they need to go in and fix things. So then they actually need to request access and be granted access during a certain time. Mm. And as you said, you have a perfect log of exactly everything they did. Because yeah. I mean it's it's quite interesting. I've I've been raising this as well, that 
you have a lot of governance rules on the financial side in FNO, but there are surprisingly few governance rules on the admin side. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, it's one of those areas where I think, um, you know, Microsoft is is doing what they, they have to do from the finance side, right? They have to have the governance rules in place, right? To even yeah. be able to sell the product. But um, from the administrative side, it's almost like they check the box, right? And it's good enough. And then, <laughs> yep. um, you know, it's not until you actually get in there and start um, dealing with it or, you know, you have, an, you know, an external or internal external auditor come and say, well, where are your, your admin, you know, functionality from a governance perspective? And then, you know, it's... Um, it's right here. You know, it's a sysadmin role. That's what yeah, doing. right. Yeah, <laughs> and then you're scrambling trying to figure it out. So yeah, I 100 percent agree that there it's a it's a definite um, vacuum of of different features and functionality um, that probably should be you know uh, people think that it, the this functionality probably already exists and it doesn't. And so that was one of the areas or one of the reasons I I started creating this as well is. You know, there's a lot of admin functionality that doesn't exist that you think should probably just be there, right? And so that's kind of one of the things, too, that I wanted to do, to address. That's very nice. And it's released on, on GitHub. So, I mean, it's downloadable. And that's, uh, yep. I think, one of the most most um, fun aspects of working with business applications now as opposed to earlier. I mean, we could all make the joke that in AX 2009, everyone was always admin. So auditing was probably a nightmare, <laughs> Um, and I know that's still the case in some in some instances. That kind of further drives the point to make use of these these reports. But uh, if we just pause the, the the security aspect of it and the uh, open source, uh, I mean the community aspect of doing the, this thing. I mean you're coming at it from a security perspective, of course. So naturally, the tool solves a security related issue. Um, but I mean, it's fun to hear as well that your feedback that you've got. How long has it been released? When did you? I don't remember the date. When you? Um, it's just over a week now, yeah. and so the the feature list is definitely your feature request list is definitely grown um, because yeah. we've had great feedback from people going, well, why you know, this is something that you know impacts me, right? These these are things that I see, and so it's diff it's cool to see the different um, viewpoints, right, that people are coming from where. Um, you know, to say what, uh, what's important to them. And so, it, yeah, it's great. It's you're like, you you just mentioned, it's obviously going to start from with my background in the security <laughs> uh, focused area, but the way that I, I am envisioning it and the way that I kind of, uh, uh, put it out there is that it's just an admin toolkit, right? So it can yeah. go anything from, you know, user creation, um, user role, um, you know, the security side, it could be, you know, data management, it could be, you know, whatever, uh, it can kind of go across, uh, multiple areas. And so, um, that's kind of why I went that path and didn't make it like security focused per se. No, no exactly. It's called admin toolkit, not, uh, right. not security toolkit. Right. So that's, uh, it makes so, and I compared it, you compared it to power tools, power toys, sorry. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, I, I compared the sys internals the, the suite that we used yeah. to use for Windows Server. So right. Had all these nifty little tools that were like you can't live without them, and that's the. And I, I think like using GitHub and using the whole sharing. Um, I would imagine a lot, number of companies, consulting firms, um, implementation companies have kind of this feature. They have their own little package, but it's it's behind a wall, right? So you have to. Right. It's kind of part of the the package that they sell. Um, you doing it this way uh, allows for much more flexibility, I think, from a community perspective. I totally understand the point of selling a product that solves something, but this yeah. is more 
like day to day, making sure that it actually works. It's not something that you maybe do as a part of an implementation. Uh, you need to have it from your operate operational perspective because right. as soon as that auditor comes and wants to see your report, um, you are if you're starting from scratch, then you are uh, you have to scratch your head a little bit yeah. to get around it. I especially like the the CSV export of uh, the role uh, security roles. I think that's a very nice. Nice feature that you could like, and you could solve it in a number of ways. Um, but yep. it's always ends up in a developer's knee somewhere, and in the end, what you want is some kind of report right. telling the. You what uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you know, there were you could again, you could get to get to a, uh, a similar type of report going into the AOT, right? Um, but you were losing out on some of the, if you created security in the UI, you could do it in the UI, but you had to do it manually. <laughs> and so it was kind of, you know, just trying to speed up that process. The The long-term goal for that um, is that I really, one of the things that, again, sorry to put the security hat back on, but one of the things that is very difficult um, in, uh, currently is, and not just for security, but this is where we're going to, um, where I'm seeing it uh, starting is um, comparing environments. Um, and so comparing security between environments, being able to go to a dev and a UAT or even a, uh, a you know, a 10.38, which was just released, right? And comparing it against your 10.37 to see what's changed. Um, and so potentially, right, that could move into a much larger of like, you know, comparing configurations between environments, right? Between like yeah. a, a gold and a, and a dev, right? And doing other things like that, but trying to create some sort of um, platform for doing that comparison is kind of the, really cool. the, the idea behind it. So initially it's going to be somewhat security focused to actually compare security between environments, but eventually I want to kind of create the overall, hey, I want to, you know, basically go out and grab configurations between two environments, right? And see if we can compare them uh, to validate that one environment doesn't have, you know, um, you know, uh, different, uh, right. Or, or even, you know, a configuration value, right? One of them is set, you know, has this parameter set, you know, this way and, and set uh, somewhere else another way. So. Yeah, I think that's a really good use case for it. And that's, again, the interesting thing with doing it from a community perspective, publishing it on GitHub, because you get all of these different varying use cases that you, you would normally see. If you have it locked behind your own wall, you would see only the things that you encounter. Now you get to yeah. see like everything in the wild. Um, and you and I discussed that, Yuan, just uh, a couple of days ago, the hassle of security uh, roles. I mean... That's a big topic to discuss. Do we do standard or do we... I mean, just the maintainability of those in an environment where you can have people doing it in the, in the UI, you have you can do it. You need to develop your own privileges. Just the manageability of those things and moving it between environments. If you want to have some kind of ALM functionality on that, it's not super easy. Um, just out of the box, you have to invent a lot of stuff. So, right. um, having these capabilities here will, will help a lot. I would say. <clears throat> yeah, and, and I mean, this is one of those moments where I I'm actually very sad that I'm not more of a developer because i have so many things i would like to put into this because there are there are a couple of, of situations where i i feel that there is some things lacking that i would like to 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 get Address. done so that yeah. that's really something i would like well johan i i 
I'll give you a little uh, behind the scenes. There will be a feature request board coming out soon for this. And so you can put all your ideas in there and we can get community voting. <laughs> yes, on them. yes, yes. You can. You are not <laughs> going to be able to shut me up. I, I can assure you that. Yeah, you're going to regret that, I think, Alex. <laughs> it sounds I, I, good I right now. I stuff all yeah. the time and yeah. tell him, I, 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 could you please help me with this? Could you do this? Could you please... I had to create a separate list in my to-do app just for you. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, th there is, there is this this word that I learned learned from a Microsoft employee, which is nerd sniping, and that's actually when when I come to Gustav and say, I bet you can't do this. Yeah, and, he, and then he's like two days later, it's like it's there, done. I would 100% fall for that too, Gustav. That's 100% <laughs> yeah, just an Achilles heel for me. Yeah, it's a mindset <laughs> thing, right? I, I can I can always tell him like I, I think this is too hard for you. I think you can yeah. do this. This is it's a mindset. No one will be able to fix this. That's a, yeah, that would 100% get me too. That's, uh, Absolutely, and it's fun because in the end it, it works out and you learn something. But uh, just right. don't tell anyone else. Uh, I'm saying here <laughs> on my podcast. Um, yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, so, so I mean, how much time do you spend on this? It's a passion project, so that's the that's the other part of doing yeah. it, like an open source project. You can never really commit to any deliverables, right, from a schedule. And I think that's For from sure. a community perspective, everyone, I hope at least everyone um, understands that it's uh, you do it when you can, right? Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It's one of those things where, you know, as I have um, time, um, it's it's kind of, you know, um, uh, or, you know, the opportunity comes up to work on it. Um, but yeah, I like you mentioned, this is a passion project. It's not part of my day to day at, at my job. And so it's kind of um, there's a lot of really, really cool ideas like we've been talking about that I want to do. Um, and it's yeah. kind of trying to figure out how to prioritize and what the uh, you know, what that kind of looks like. Um, and so I, I have no, uh, like you said, there's no uh, hard deadlines as far as when things are going to be released. It's more of, you know, as, as time permits. Um, but it's, it, it is something that, like you said, that I am passionate about. And so I do, you know, um, yeah, it's one of the, uh, I'm one of those, those crazy guys that this is uh, <laughs> kind of my hobby. Right. And yeah. so uh, as, as time permits, it, it's something that I like to do. So um yeah. Uh, and, and it's one of those also, you know, if there are, um, people that are interested in, in, you know, wanting to join, you know, hundred percent reach out and we can, uh, are wanting to help con uh, contribute to this, yeah. uh, hundred percent open to that. Obviously anybody can go on it's, uh, open source on GitHub and they can, you know, make a, make a branch and put a pull request in for uh, a feature or anything like that. And, uh, you know, we can, we can go from there. Yeah, I mean that's the game changer here that you uh, that you could spend your time doing uh, mod well, reviewing pull requests and just uh, making sure <laughs> that uh, contributions are are right. solid, right? That's uh, that's where the exponential growth comes in on, on these things. And of course, absolutely. Also, just just reading feature requests, I think, is is a nerdy hobby of mine. Just seeing, okay, what kind of use cases are out there? Because otherwise, you're stuck in whatever implementation project you work with, which is fun, mm -hmm. of course. But but it's also fun to see what what happens. Um, in in uh, the outside world, sometimes these right. use cases are really, really strange. It might be regulatory, it might be just the, the way they're working. But it's always, I think, it's always fun to see how people actually try to use the product uh, and how it works in real life. And um, uh, this is one way of doing that: <laughs> looking at yeah. what you needed, what you needed to do, basically. 
And, and yeah. I, I, I want to raise something that's, that's sort of for me, even though I'm not the developer, um, is that something I, I get told all the time is that there are other things you can do in an open source project rather than contribute code. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there will be translations, there will be documentation, there will be other things that are not, in this case, X++ code or .NET code or anything else, but it's it's required. It's it's something that needs to be there anyway. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you can help out, just um, we'll um, drop the URL as well in the show notes, and I think just look on LinkedIn or Google for D365FO uh, admin toolkit, right? Yeah, the yeah. admin toolkit. Uh, yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah, that's a great point, Johan. And there's a, there's many ways to get involved and many ways to contribute back. Um, and I and you know I'm I'm not here to to gatekeep any anything like that. As you know, if you want to contribute 100, um, percent you know I want to make sure that you're, the the contributions are um, acknowledged and you know that you're you're getting um, you know the the recognition there. So um, yeah, uh, looking you know. Whatever you can do, or you know, there's there's opportunities, right, to, to help with it. Yeah, cool. So, so sad we don't. I don't see that we can do like a plugin uh, handling in FNO in a safe way, like you do with like Notepad plus plus. You could you could write your own plugin and drop it in, kind of like the uh, runnable runnable class, um, uh, the jobs that you can nowadays do. You can upload right. models and run them. Uh, it's a little, I don't think you should do that because it makes it seems a little bit insecure. <laughs> but it would be great if you could do that. Like you can write your own plugin and drop it in. Uh, but I'm you want us kind of saying don't do it. <laughs> it creates <laughs> just inconsistencies no. in the database. Just say just no. Say no. <laughs> yeah. So I I think we are we are actually sort of uh, getting to the end. Um, I'm just wondering: is there anything else that you would like to uh, highlight? If people are, are interested in this um, or in the usage of it or anything like that, um, 100% they can feel free to reach out. Um, I have a dedicated email specifically for the uh, toolkit itself. It's d365fotoolkit at outlook.com. Feel free to email that um, uh, and I don't, uh, any questions you have or in things like that. I'm also planning on showcasing this at uh, DynamicsCon Live, the um uh, uh, user group um, conference that's meeting up in May. Uh, I have a session there about security and licensing, and I'm absolutely going to bring the toolkit up there. So if some if people want to see a, uh, a demonstration of it, and they're going to be at the the conference, hundred um, percent will uh, will have that there. Yep, very nice. And thank you for your contributions, Alex. Thanks for having yep. you on the show. Yeah, thank you, Gustav and Johan for for having me back. Uh, always great to talk to you guys. Yep, you too. Have a nice day. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.